Seven straight wins. That's correct. Seven straight wins for the Memphis Grizzlies, who are playing some of the best basketball in the NBA right now. Fantastic Friday to each of you. A dominant win over the Pistons. Zaire Williams looking fantastic in his role moving forward and how the Grizzlies as a whole are not only performing what's expected of them, but everyone on the roster is stepping up when it needs to. That and much more on this edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Here we go. You are Locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Certainly hope that you have had a great week if you're here in the Mid-South, in the South, or in general have been affected by winter weather. Hope you're staying warm, staying safe. Certainly hope you're having a great start to your week and a fantastic Friday. My name is Sean Coleman. I've been covering the Grizzlies now for four years. Right form over at Grizzly Bear Blues. Obviously, your host here at Locked On Grizzlies. Credential media member with the Grizzlies as well. Your Grizzlies every day right here. You can find me at StatsSAC, the show at Locked On Grizz. The podcast free on all platforms. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app. Wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, that's where we will be. And right here on YouTube, hit that subscribe button below. Let's us know you enjoyed the show. Let's others be able to find the show. And let's us know that the show itself is the best experience overall it can be. Obviously, we also want to remind you of our sponsor for today's show, prizepicks.com. Again, if you go to prizepicks, the best spot for daily fantasy, daily fantasy made easy. Make sure to check out prizepicks today. So the Memphis Grizzlies have now won seven games in a row, a 118-88 victory over the Detroit Pistons. And it's really fun to see, right? You know, as much fun as it is to see Desmond Bain and John Moran as a combination be able to outplay future Hall of Famers, current All-Stars, you know, be able to beat current contenders. It also is reassuring to see the Grizzlies take care of business in a dominant fashion against a team that they should take care of business in a dominant fashion against. That's what I mean by that, is that it's nice to see that this Grizzlies team and what was a trap game set up, something that did, you know, impact the Grizzlies many times last year. We saw it impact them a few weeks ago when they lost back-to-back games to the Trailblazers and the Thunder. But the Grizzlies went, you know, came in Thursday night. It was a setup without Desmond Bain and with Dylan Brooks and DeAnthony Melton coming back after 10 days off, it was a setup for there to potentially be a tough game for the Grizzlies. But Memphis made sure early that there was no mistake at all as to what the outcome will be. Getting an early lead, yes, the Pistons worked their way back, but in the second half, the Grizzlies were really able to step up and get the job done. Surprisingly, with Desmond Bain being out, you were hoping that maybe Jaron Jackson Jr., you were hoping maybe Dylan Brooks or DeAnthony Melton could really support John Morant in place of Desmond Bain, but an unexpected source of success, who we're going to talk about a bit more in, in a bit, Zaire Williams stepped up 11 points and two seals in the first quarter alone and only his second game back from injury. And it was really, really good to see. Zaire Williams looks absolutely wonderful in his first two games back. A new set of confidence, awareness, what have you. He is playing very good basketball. And last night it was needed to set the tone early, as Taylor Jenkins mentioned in the postgame, this Grizzlies team has certainly been doing as of late. But obviously Dylan Brooks, 
stepped up and came immediately into making his impact known, limiting Cade Cunningham, who I'm a true believer in. I'm a I'm a huge fan and believer of Cade Cunningham. But last night, Dylan Brooks made life very tough for the rookie, and the and and the Pistons just could not find any sort of rhythm. If you were watching the first half of the game, something that really stood out about the Grizzlies' effort that made a big difference was at least in the first quarter, the Pistons could not find any type of consistency getting in a rhythm and getting, getting high percentage shots. They eventually did do that, capitalizing off some Grizzlies' mistakes who had 18 turnovers in the game. But the Grizzlies made sure, at least in the half-court defense, that the Pistons were not able to find a rhythm to gain confidence and really get going. Now, the Pistons were without Jeremy Grant, Kelly Olenek, and others, but they did have Isaiah Stewart back, and Sadiq Bey had been playing very good basketball as of late. But the Grizzlies, again, made sure that the Pistons were not able to find any sort of rhythm. Dylan Brooks played a big part of that, but also we got a bit of a glimpse as to the role Dylan Brooks may play when Desmond Bain comes back and we finally get that stretch of games, hopefully, where health will be on the Grizzlies' side and we could see Jaw, Dylan, Desmond, and Jaron play together. Despite his very good defense on uh, Cade Cunningham, Dylan had 18 points. He was 8 of 15 from the field, a very efficient night. You're going to see Dylan Brooks likely settle in that 12 to 15 shot range on any given night. In my opinion, you know, um, there I believe it's it's Tom Besseline, baseline, really wonderful source of stats, you know, who on a frequent basis will release different charts, who will release different, you know, graphs, things such as that, displaying some advanced statistics when it comes to teams in the NBA. And he released a chart recently in which he talked about which players on the on all the teams in the NBA, what percentage of those team shots are taken by which players. And of those shots that players take, who has the highest true shooting percentage? Well, the best true shooting percentage on the Grizzlies clearly are from John Morant and Desmond Bain. And I mentioned it on Twitter, that, and I've talked about it on here before. When it comes to the future shot distribution, once the Grizzlies get fully healthy and they get Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, John Morant, and Jaron Jackson Jr. on the court together, you're certainly looking for 50-plus shots a night from those four. But you especially want 30-plus shots a night from John Morant and Desmond Bain because the, he, John Morant's your best paint scorer while Desmond Bain is obviously your best shooter. You want the ball in the hands of your best scoring options, and that's John Morant and Desmond Bain. But with Dylan, he's going to get his 12 to 15 shots. And if he can figure out, which he's shown the ability to do quite a bit this season when he's been on the court, if he can figure out what he needs to do in order to be able to be efficient when he's on offense, that'll be a big development for the Grizzlies to support Jaw and to support Desmond Bain. It also will allow for if one of those two, for some reason, are either limited because they're the focus of the defense, or like last night when Desmond Bain was not available, it then allows De Dylan Brooks to have an easier time, as he did earlier in December, stepping up to be the first or second option when is needed. Like he did in the playoffs, like he did in December, we know Dylan has it in him, but if he can settle into that 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 shot a night range and could be efficient on those shot attempts, that'll be a great compliment to Jaw and Desmond Bain. And the other thing that really stands out about this Grizzlies team is I talked with Tyus Jones about it. Dylan in the postgame referenced it. Coach Jenkins in the postgame referenced it as well. One big benefit 
that comes from how well the Grizzlies played in December. Despite the fact that they were without Jaw, they were without Dylan, you know, they were without their full roster for basically the entire month. Is you've got guys not only who have played together now more often, you're having new duos, new trios, new quartets of players who are playing together, it allowed for guys to have a the depth of the Grizzlies to have an easier time building chemistry, building confidence, learning the nuances of playing with different players. And that is going to play a huge role for this Grizzlies team as they move forward. I'm going to talk about in the third segment of the show. But before we get to that, again, Zaire Williams has been outstanding in his return from the injury. Why exactly is that? And also, what will his role be moving forward as the Grizzlies now pushing for the playoffs, really hoping to have home court advantage for the playoffs? Indications are they played a bit better without Zaire in the rotation, which is to be expected because he's a rookie. But how will they balance his development while also wanting to make sure they play the best lineups and rotations at all times? We'll look at that in just a moment. But before we do, certainly want to talk with you about prize picks. Prize picks is basically daily fantasy made easy. It's the opportunity for you to be able to profit off your sports knowledge. You know, typically when it comes to playing daily fantasy, you got different setups that make it very hard to be able to profit. Well, with prize picks, it's simple. You pick two to five players and an over-under for their projections in a specific game, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you for the projected numbers. The great thing about it is, is that you can personalize to your market and teams. It allows for you to use mixed, uh, mixed sport entries. You could take the over on John Morant while also taking the under on Ryan Tannehill when it comes to his passing yards on a Sunday game. It's that awesome. If you go to prizepicks.com today, and you put in the promo code NBA, you can download the app. Again, go to prizepicks.com, put in the promo code, use the promo code NBA, and you'll be able to get 100, 100% instant deposit match on any deposit that you make up to $100. Again, check out PrizePix today. The other thing that I can tell you is this, is another sponsor of the show is Shopify. It gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. You can synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities. Listen, when you want to start your business, you want to make sure that you're getting things done right the first time. You're wanting to establish sources of success. Shopify is an easy way for after you do that for you to scale your business to the next level to make the most of your opportunities. If you go to shopify.com right now slash locked on MBA, all lowercase, you can get a 14-day free trial and have full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. And you can go to shopify.com slash locked on MBA, shopify.com slash locked on MBA. Of course, the Grizzlies last night, listen, the Detroit Pistons, not on the same competitive timeline right now as the Grizzlies or other teams in the NBA, still a rebuilding team, still a team looking for his for its identity to support Cade Cunningham, just like the Grizzlies have been doing over the past years with John Morant. So the schedule for the Grizzlies is about to get a lot tough, a very important West Coast road, road swing, especially when it comes to playoff positioning 
And the news yesterday that Kawhi Leonard may be on his way back sooner than expected when it comes to supporting the Los Angeles Clippers. The Grizzlies go out to the West Coast to face the Lakers and the Clippers, especially with the 2.30 start time tomorrow. I'm going to bring back one of my fun segments of the Lockdown Grizzlies podcast, the Nitty Gritty Grind Sessions, looking specifically at the matchup against the Lakers and the matchup against the Clippers this weekend. That, a special Saturday edition, of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast will hit your airwaves and here on YouTube tomorrow. So make sure to check that out. So Zaire Williams is back, and that's really, really exciting to see. It's good to have Zaire Williams back, and it's especially good when you look at the fact that, you know, a lot of rookies this year are having very good seasons. Yes, I still feel that Kate Cunningham is the best rookie from long-term from this rookie class, but there's plenty of other candidates who could make that debatable. Evan Mobley has looked excellent. Scotty Barnes has looked excellent. Franz Wagner has looked excellent. Many different rookies have looked outstanding. Josh Giddy as well. And a lot of those rookies are still simply trying to find their roles. Well, with Zaire Williams, it was always expected that he was not going to be in that wave of initial and immediate success with this rookie class because there's just not as much opportunity for him with how deep the Grizzlies are as there is for other rookies where there's going to be more opportunity. But the other thing that stood out about Zaire Williams' early play, the Grizzlies clearly were putting a preference on getting him time, getting him minutes. But as Zaire Williams went down with an injury, he went down with his ankle with a pretty scary side about a month ago, was in health and safety protocols, all that. Once Zaire Williams was taken out of the equation, the Grizzlies played better. And that's no slight to Zaire Williams. It's just that the Grizzlies were playing more productive players, more productive NBA players right now in their careers than Zaire Williams is. And so that allowed for the Grizzlies to consistently get more productive minutes. And that was especially of a need with the Grizzlies having some of their best players like Dylan and Jaw out. So yes, with Zaire Williams, let's be honest, there was more production out of the lineups with him on the injury with, with him out with an injury. However, now with him back, the Grizzlies, and again, you can't fault them, the Grizzlies are going to look to make sure that he has some type of role. But to Zaire Williams' credit, in his first two games, he has looked absolutely outstanding. I believe 10 points, eight or 10 points uh, in, in his last game, or excuse me, eight or 10 points, you know, before the game against the Pistons uh, on, on in Cleveland on Tuesday night. Woo, sorry about that. And then last night, obviously, 14 points, arguably his best performance so far in a Grizzlies uniform against the Pistons. Zaire Williams was able to step up in the absence of Bain and others to play a big role. And that is one thing that about Zaire Williams' role that I really think could be a key spot for him on this team. Because as we talked about, you know, this Grizzlies team, again, has not had that much time being able to put its best roster out there on the floor. Again, Dylan, like Dylan, Desmond, Ja, and Jaron have still only played seven games together this year. But when you think about it even more, the starting lineup of Ja, De Desmond, Dylan, Jaron, and Steven, and then the four main bench guys in Melton, Tyus, Kyle Anderson, and Brandon Clark, you still not even named Xavier Tillman, John Conchar, Killian Tilly, Zaire Williams. The thing that I'm getting at is, is that we have not seen a fully healthy Grizzlies roster. But when we do see that, the first nine spots of the rotation and likely playoff rotation, it does not include Santi Aldama, 
John Conchar, Killian Tilly, Xavier Tillman, Zaire Williams, again, Jarrett Culver. Again, this goes to show just how deep the Grizzlies are. But the point is, is that there's going to be few minutes to go around when the Grizzlies likely are finally healthy. But yet, you're going to see Zaire Williams have some type of role because the Grizzlies are again putting an emphasis on wanting to balance his development with also remaining productive. So the key is going to be, and especially with how good Zaire Williams has looked over the past two games, the key is going to be selecting the spots in games where Zaire Williams is going to be able to make the most of his opportunity. And in my opinion, what has really stood out is the first quarter. That is when Zaire Williams has had a lot of his success before the injury. That Zaire Williams' first quarter production or early in the game production, it was far better than his production at other points in the game. But the, there are a couple of other factors that play in this. Not only does it does it seem as if he shoots better early in the game, but if he does that, that allows for him to build confidence to where he could take it through the rest of the game if he were to have another significant stretch. Plus, one area where the Grizzlies have really, really had a lot of success is from their starting lineup. The Grizzlies have done a good job in winning 17 out of their 21 games to be able to set an early tone, get an early lead. And so if you allow for your starters to get that early lead, that gives you wiggle room to be able to do what you need to do to get to get minutes for someone that you want to get minutes for in not necessarily high high leverage situation it allows for them to get those minutes but you also have the ability to where if things don't work out while they're in the game you know you've got the ability to gain control back of the game when you put your best players back in so the Grizzlies riding that early wave of success from the starters, they're getting an early lead. And then you bring Zaire Williams in to help maintain that lead with good play and good shooting. That's how you can utilize him. And then when he does that, if you wind up benefiting from it, that's good development from him, plus obviously also benefiting the team. But if for some reason he were to struggle, well, then you've got the rest of the game. You can make your halftime adjustments. You could play excellent second-half basketball. By using Zaire Williams early in the game, you're obviously going to benefit if he succeeds. But if he struggles, you've still got the rest of the game to make up for. So, yes, I do feel Zaire Williams is going to have a consistent role. And I can back it. I can certainly back it. I don't think Zaire Williams needs to play necessarily 20 minutes a night when we're fully healthy, but I do think that the spot of the game to use him in is early in the game because that seems to be when he's playing at his best, that will allow for him the best opportunity to get the confidence that he needs to be able to play good throughout the game, and that typically is the point in the game where the Grizzlies can experiment a bit because they've got the lead and they still have the rest of the game to make up for, to make ground if they were to struggle, getting Zaire Williams in that late first quarter, early second quarter opportunity. Again, if he succeeds, it benefits everyone. If he struggles, you've still got the rest of the game to make up for it. But the other big key is this, is that if Zaire Williams, with his time off, and as he mentioned, you know, in the post game after the game against Cleveland, Zaire Williams talked about, how he had been watching a lot of film of Desmond Bain. He talked about how he had been watching film of, of Dylan Brooks. The thing that stands out, though, is that if Zaire Williams 
is able to step up and be a reliable part of the rotation, be someone that clearly is not a detriment to success like it was expected he was earlier this year, if he can come in and be productive, that gives the Grizzlies the ability to rest some of their better talents to keep them fresh, keep them healthy as many of these young players get into playing further into a season than they ever have before. That's the beauty of depth. But in Zaire Williams' case, it's not only the beauty of depth, it's the beauty of development. You could use him in different parts of the game. You could use him in different roles, off the bench, as a starter, early in games, late in games. We saw that the Grizzlies even let him close out a game in Utah. But the thing that I'm getting at is, is that while Zaire Williams may not necessarily have as consistent of a role as he did earlier in the year when Dylan Brooks and others were out, once the Grizzlies get fully healthy, I still think he'll have some type of role. I think the best role for him would be early in games for him to build his confidence and again for the Grizzlies to be able to, if he succeeds, benefit from it themselves or if he were to struggle, have time to make up for it. But I do think it's key not only to have Zaire Williams have a role, but also to make sure that role is defined in some way, shape, or form so that he can get consistency and the Grizzlies can benefit from it. Without a doubt, if Zaire Williams is able to build off these two games and he's able to continue to succeed, you certainly want to take, you, you, you want to make as much as possible. You want to make the most of Zaire Williams finding some success and building off of it because not only does that contribute to now, but that's a big development for your future when you're going to need to rely on him more as we get further and further into the future. So great to see Zaire Williams get off to a good start to returning from injury. Hopefully that will certainly continue, even if his role may be a bit more diminished once players return. But the thing that stands out is this, is that Zaire Williams is just one example of the Grizzlies having so many players who not only do what they need to do in the roles that are expected of them, but are able to step up and do more than expected of them when it's needed. I'll discuss that in just a moment. Before I do, though, the other thing I want to talk with you about is that, you know, listen, again, I talk all the time about the Grizzlies having great options. Any, uh, any and all options that can help them win games in many different ways, even without some of their best players. And I can tell you this, you could win the day on a consistent basis with the options that are given to you by Built Bar. If you go to Built.com right now, you have over 18 different flavors that you could choose from. But not only can you have Built Bar in the morning as breakfast, you can have it in the afternoon as a snack. You go to Built.com right now also, put in the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. That's right, 15% off. Go to Built.com, choose from over 18 different flavors, and put in the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. We want to thank you for making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day, but also want to remind you to check out your favorite Locked On NFL episode. My personal favorite, obviously the Tennessee Titans, going for that number one spot in the AFC this Sunday. Make sure to check out Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans or whoever your favorite NFL team is. Check out the Locked On NFL podcast show of your choice as your second listen of the day after you make Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day. So with the Grizzlies' success, especially with the Grizzlies having recently traveled to Phoenix, traveling to Brooklyn, things like that, the Grizzlies' success is starting to reach an, uh, outside of the Memphis area. The Grizzlies are starting to become a consistent talking point for many different outlets around the nation. And recently, Mike, Mike 
Vorkanov of The Athletic. Does a lot of his work up in the New Jersey area. Great basketball writer. He, in interactions with the Grizzlies, has released a few stories this week talking about the Grizzlies themselves overall. Dylan Brooks with his mentality and his confidence, making this Grizzlies team be full of swagger that now is backed by success. But also, Mike Vorkanov talked about Desmond Bain and how Desmond Bain is someone that truly is motivated by the fact that he dropped so far, farther than expected in the 2020 draft. And that's something that he always is going to have to fuel his efforts. But one particular thing that stood out from Mike Vorkanov's article in Desmond Bain, it's great. Go to The Athletic. If you have not subscribed to The Athletic, Reese, just as of yesterday, seems the New York Times has now bought The Athletic. Hopefully that will keep a lot of the great content that we've all enjoyed over the past several years in place. But if you go read Mike Vorkanov's pieces on the Grizzlies, and especially something in that Desmond Bain piece stood out to me. Desmond Bain, when talking with Mike Vorkanoff, he, he spoke about one skill that he thinks is underrated, and he thinks that some may not even consider a skill, is the ability of a player to blend into the role that he's asked to do for a team and make the most of it. That's right. Desmond Bain talked about how something that Young players, you know, he was considered an older prospect coming into the NBA. But Desmond Bain, and astutely and wisely for his age, I feel, he looked at the situation as if one advantage that I had through playing four years in college, through having different roles that I had to fill while I was at TCU, I gained the ability to not only blend into whatever environment I'm asked to blend into, but also be able to accept the role I'm asked to do and make the most of it. And that's exactly what Desmond Bain did last year for the Grizzlies. Desmond Bain last year was asked to be a part of a shooting guard rotation, and he was asked to be someone that could come in and he could set a presence. He could set the tone as a shooting presence that the Grizzlies had not had in years. Now, obviously, Grayson Allen had given an indication that he could be that as well in the bubble, and he was last year as well, but the combination of Allen and, and, and Melton, as well as the improvement of Kyle Anderson and DeAnthony Melton, he gave the Grizzlies that shooting presence that they had not had in several years. But last year, Desmond Bain was asked to do specifically that. He was asked to was asked to step into that role as a shooting specialist and deliver when his number was called upon. Well, this year, after trading Grayson Allen, it was basically a competition set up between Melton and Bain that the Grizzlies took advantage of by starting both of them when Dylan Brooks was unavailable. But Bain is the one who ran away with the opportunity. Not only is he still performing his role as the shooting specialist, the main source to set the tone as a shooter to compliment Morant for the Grizzlies, they now become one of the best backcourts in the NBA because the quality of Bain's shot has stayed the same despite his volume nearly doubling from last year. So when Desmond Bain talks about it being a skill to be able to come into the NBA, and even though you may have been a player, younger players may have been someone that were the alpha dog, the main the, the, the main star of their, of their high school or college teams, but then they come into the NBA and they have a problem adapting. They struggle to adapt to where they're not that to where they are more of a role player or a reserve, they're going to have to earn their way. They're going to have to work their way up to be in the spot that they were in high school or college. Desmond Bain feels his experience in college and having played multiple roles allowed for him to have an easier transition 
to taking on more of a reduced role at first in the NBA, but succeeding at it. And because of that, being asked to take on a bigger role, and now he's succeeding at the same rates, and he's a most improved player candidate this year, and seems like he's got an all-star two game, one or two all-star games in his future at least, as well. But it's not just Desmond Bain who displays this skill. You have others such as Tyus Jones, who coming into the season last year, at the end of last year, he even saw his role taken away from him because the Grizzlies were looking for more versatility. But the steadiness of Tyus Jones with the second unit has always been of tremendous value to the Grizzlies. But Tyus Jones this year has shown not only can he once again be one of the best backup point guards in the NBA, can he not only significantly succeed at the role he's being asked to do, but he could step up and perform in a bigger role, exceed expectations in a bigger role if he's asked to do, as he did when John Morant went down and, and, and Tyus Jones stepped in to the starting lineup. So it's a twofold layer of success that really has helped out the Grizzlies. I mentioned yesterday that one of the things to me that makes it not necessarily that big of a priority for the Grizzlies to go after a trade is the fact that not only are you still waiting to see a good stretch of time where you have full health and you're able to see your best talents play together, but it's the fact that of your most relevant talents, of those nine or ten guys in the rotation, in nearly every situation, you've seen the best case scenario play out for those players. Tyus and Brandon Clark but, but performing back at career highs. Jaw All-NBA. Desmond, um, most improved player candidate. Jaron's defense. Dylan's two-way ability. Steven Adams is another great example. Someone who struggled last year was asked to come in and be a paint presence and, and basically take care of the boards for the Grizzlies. Not only is he doing that, but he's doing it among the league's best, especially on the offensive boards. And he also is stepping up as a scoring source and a facilitation source when he needs to. So that is such a big key for this Grizzlies team. Yes, Desmond Bain was mainly talking about his perspective when it came to viewing it to be a skill for someone to have the ability to blend into what the, to, to what role they need to fill for a team and not only accept it, but, exceed, but have success at it. And not only have success at that role, but also step up to deliver when they need to step up to deliver in a bigger role. Yes, Desmond Bain has been an absolutely wonderful example of that this year, but everyone up and down the Grizzlies roster in support of Ja Morant is doing the same thing. With Ja out, Dylan had to step up and be that first or second scorer support in December. What do you do? Five straight games of 20 or more points. Jaron will step up and do it as he needed to. Over the past four games, with Dylan and Melton being out, Kyle Anderson being out, it was Brandon Clark and Tyus Jones who combined for 25 or more points in four straight games. So that is one of the defining characteristics of this Grizzlies team. But it's also one of my favorite phrases now, one of the trademarks of a sustainable winner. It's up and down this roster. John Conchar and Killian Tilly stepping into starting roles, stepping into, into consistent rotation minutes and delivering. One of the trademarks of a sustainable winner is a roster full of players who not only can accept the roles that they're asked to do, but also significantly succeed at them.
And then when those players are asked to step into bigger roles due to absences or injuries or what have you, they deliver there as well because they love who they play with, they're confident in their abilities, and they know how much of an opportunity it is to perform in a bigger role. And that's what defines this Grizzlies team. Everybody accepts their role. Everybody succeeds at their role. And then when they're asked to play a bigger role, much more often than not, they succeed as well. December was the best example that we've seen of that from a team in the NBA in quite a while, in my opinion. When you consider John Morant didn't play, Dylan Brooks was out, so on and so forth. But that is a defining characteristic of the Grizzlies' success. As Desmond Bain said, it's a skill to blend in and perform well at your role, even if it's not the role that you previously had, or it's basically mainly, you know, in general terms, a bit of a step back from the role that you had. But the Grizzlies having a roster full of players that accept their roles, succeed at their roles, and then step up and succeed when they're asked to play a bigger role. That's a big reason why the Grizzlies have been so successful and that when they're at full strength, we may still see another level or two of how much successful they can be as the rest of the season goes along. A lot of fun. It's thrilling right now to watch the Grizzlies, and it's especially going to be thrilling to see them over the weekend on one of the best stages in the NBA out at, in L.A. We'll have a nitty-gritty grind session tomorrow discussing the matchups against the Lakers and the Clippers, plus much more next week as we get into the bulk of a very tough Grizzly schedule. Until then, hope you have a great Friday. Hope you have a great start to your weekend. Go Grizzlies. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.